0: Visit chrissawyer.anny-mac.com. Email him at csawyer at maccom or give him a call. 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. Any Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, Any Mac Home Mortgage. lo Act Direct. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender. Broker number ML 338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker. License Number MC 338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number two zero one one two eight one zero. l Call for additional details.
1: pitch is drilled the deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not even close to the best organization in baseball.
0: They're trying to be
2: the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.
1: Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser, along with Justin Tanafrio, and we got a big game in the, AFC, in the AFC East to kick off Week 13 as the Buffalo Bills, who are eight and three, travel to New England to face the six and five New England Patriots. And I think this is going to be a really, really close, competitive game. I think these are two; these are going to be two really; two, two, these two teams are going to. Uh, are going to play a really close game. I think the Patriots—they've been playing better. They almost beat the Vikings on thanks, Thanksgiving. The, the Bills—they—they uh, they, Josh Allen had that game-winning drive on Thanksgiving. So this—I think this is going to be a really, really close competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is going to be the quarterback. I think Mac Jones is going to make that one big mistake. Buffalo is coming in banged up. They're not going to have Von Miller. They're not going to have—they're uh, De- not going to have Dion Dawkins. So they're coming to the game banged up. So I do think that the Patriots uh, will move the ball pretty well, but I think Mac Jones will have a bad turnover that's going to cost them, and I do think Josh Allen is going to make enough plays for the Bills to win this game, and that's why I got the Bills beating the Patriots. Uh, I got the Bills beating the Patriots 23-17 uh, to 17 in, in Foxboro on Thursday night. But, Justin, can Mac Jones bounce back from his game on Thursday night and get the Pats back on track?
2: I think they can. I have the Bills, though, 24 to 20. Um, That was probably their best offensive performance, I thought, all year. That or Cleveland, one of the two. Um, They played pretty well. A couple things just didn't break their way. And special teams cost them, which usually that's their bread and butter. And that's, you know, that's usually something that's been huge for them over the years, and it just wasn't the other night. Um, But, yeah, you know, I think the Pats could have some success in this game, too, because I know the Bills, there's, you know, some type of illness going around in that locker room. So who knows? Some guys might be able to weather. Um, I think that offense, you know, hopefully got some confidence going. I thought Matt Patricia called a pretty good game on Thursday night as well. You know, no Damian Harris. So Pierce Strong's probably going to be another number two back. So I, you know, expect Stevenson to get a, you know, heavy dose of um, carries. But, yeah, they got to shorten the game this week. Mac Jones can't make mistakes. They're, the line has um, got to give him time thought it was a little bit better than what it has been the last couple of weeks. Still wasn't great. He got sacked three times still, but um, he's got to get time. He's got to hit his receivers. Um, you know, seems had nine catches. Like, I thought they did a lot more trying to get the ball a little bit quickly out of his hands, which is good. But I just think the Bills have a little bit too much talent, and it's a must-win game here for for the Pats.
1: It definitely is a must-win game as, as we said uh, going in we, we said start we said as we said last week when they were six and four they needed to go uh they needed to go t- four and three if they were going to make the playoffs this is de- you, as you assume all right you're gonna get the card you're probably gonna get the Cardinals and you're probably gonna get the Raiders this has got to be one of those four this has got to be one of those four games I, f- I feel like for them because they're at home and they're playing the bills when they're banged up they're playing the bills without their starting left tackle and they're and their best defensive player so because I think they're this is, I mean, I know things might be clinched for the Bills if they play them in week 17, but I think this is this is the game that they got to win. This is the game they got this is the one game, the one game they got to win, and they got to either beat the D- Dolphins, uh, Bengals, or Bills again. So it's got to be, it's got to be, uh, one, it got to be, it's got to be tomorrow night or one of those three games that this team's going to make the playoffs, assuming that they beat the Cardinals and the Raiders.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, th- this would be a big one because, yeah, you don't want to wait till week 18 and, you know, try to win then and you know who knows what's going on by week week, week 18 if they even have a chance still to get in the playoffs so yeah, you rather take care of business this week at home you go kind of go on a two-week west coast road trip with a good taste in your mouth with as you mentioned two winnable games you know you get with this team i don't know how much is you know let's so yeah two games that they could very possibly win um Yeah, it's very possible. It is definitely a must-win because, yeah, the Bengals at home is going to be another tough one. The Dolphins, obviously, at home is going to be another tough one. It's definitely a game they could win. But, yeah, this this would be a nice one, too, with the Bills kind of being banged up, kind of dealing with some illness. You would hope that you kind of take advantage of all that, playing at home, that they find a way to win this game.
1: Yeah, I mean – and, and I think they gotta take advantage of Deion Dawkins being out. I think Matt Judon's gotta have a big game. This is a game where I expect Matt Judon to get a couple sacks. I, he's he's got he's definitely gotta make an impact. Gotta make more of an impact than he did in the game on Thanksgiving. He's gotta he's gotta really make an impact in, in this game. And they gotta run the football. They gotta run the ball better than than they did on Thanksgiving too. If if they can do those two things, I think they definitely have a very good chance of winning this game.
2: Yeah, they do. You know, I, I was surprised. As you mentioned, the pass rush. I thought they were gonna get more pressure there on Kirk Cousins than what they did Thursday night. Um, so I was a little surprised that they didn't get after him a little bit more. Um, cause he, he played a really, he, he really tore them up and did whatever he wanted to. Um, him and Justin Jefferson. So yeah, you know, they're gonna have to get pressure on Allen. Yeah, Matthew Judon, who hasn't, yeah, that's probably his first game all year where he's been pretty quiet and hasn't had much of an impact. He's definitely gonna need to make an impact in this game. They're gonna need him to get a sack or two, um, you know, force down to maybe make a bad throw. And yeah, if they're running game, um, that, that, they didn't do much, and it was surprising how well they they were able to do offensively without that running game because that's usually kind of when they struggle. And you can kind of um, and Max got to kind of drop back a ton, and, and you know because they only ran the ball thirteen times last week. But yeah, they got it. They got to be able to run the ball a lot better because yeah, again, if if they're not, and again, you get a couple three outs, you're not wasting your time. You're getting more opportunities for that offense. You know, with the Bills, it, it could possibly be a long night for that
1: defense yet again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah. They definitely have to have to run the ball better. I think some of that had to do with the Vikings defense last week. That's why they had success, but Mac played well. And uh, if he could play well again, he's going to put them in a, in a really, really good position to win this game. And, and the thing is, is obviously if they lose this game, the division is over. They, there's no way they could win the AFC East. I mean, they still could win a wild card if they lose this game. But this is just, this is, this is very crucial, very, very crucial game for the Patriots on, on Thursday night.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, they, it's another game, game must win. Um, You know, it'd be nice to kind of go out of that by going two and one, getting at least, a, you know, you'll get at least a split with the Bills if you can find the way to win this one. And yeah, just going out West for two games where you could possibly, you know, you're probably gonna be favorite in those two games and could be sitting there, you know, maybe at nine and five coming back for the Bengals and you're in good shape. So yeah, you know, th- this would be a big one there. Cause um, you know, you, you're, you're looking at a, you know, not 100% playoff chances but your
1: playoff chances do look a lot better than if they if you lose tonight or Thursday tomorrow night absolutely you can ride that momentum into the next two games against teams that you should win so that's that, so that's why tomorrow night is is crucial for the patriots but we're going to move on to an nfc east matchup at metlife stadium this sunday as the seven and five commanders face the seven and four giants and i think this is going to be a really 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 close competitive game between between these two teams i think i think that uh I think the Saquon will be better. I saw Atlanta run the ball pretty well in the Commanders last week. I think I think Saquon will be better uh, this this, this than he's been the last two weeks. So I think they'll get they'll get they'll get a little bit of a running game. I do think Washington will be able to run the ball, but I do think this Giants defense is going to contain it, which will mean Kayvon Thibodeau and, and Dexter Lawrence are I think going are, are going to get pressure on the Commanders. And I think that's going to be the difference in the game. I think this is going to be a close competitive game until the end. I think the Giants defense, like they have all year when they've had to, is going to make a big stop. And I think they do in this game. I think Thibodeau or uh Lawrence are one of the two guys that makes that big play in this game to get the Giants a eighth win. And that's why I got the Giants going to 8 and 4 and beating the Commanders uh 21 to 20. But Justin, can the Redson can the, can the Commanders continue to stay hot with Taylor Heineke?
2: I think they do. I think they find a way to win this one 21 to 17. Um, you know, I thought Washington last week did really good when, you know, they're defensively in the red zone. I thought they did a good job holding Atlanta field goals. I think they could possibly do that against the Giants this week. Um, Heineke's been making the plays he's had to, you know, he's had a couple interceptions here or there, um, but he's been doing a good job managing the game. You know, Washington just continues to find ways to win the football game. I think they can do that again. Um, you know, I could see Washington as well getting some pressure on Daniel Jones, and that's kind of when we've seen him at a little bit of trouble. But I also think, too, whoever gets out in front of this game is, you know, gets that early 7-0 lead and can kind of, you know, play their style. Both teams want to run the football, use play action, you know, because I, I think whoever falls behind early, I, they're going to struggle to come back from behind because they're
1: not real. either. Both these teams are not built to come back from behind. Yeah, you made a great point about both teams not, not being not being built to play from behind. And there's a, a good stat about the commanders is when they started one and four, they only rushed for over 100 yards one time. In this in this hot streak they've had, where they've won six out of seven, they've rushed for over 100 yards six times, and one of those six times is against the Eagles. So it is so crucial, especially for the Commanders, to get that run game going. If they can get that run game going against the Giants, and they could and they can develop a lead, and, and 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 they could let their because they might Chase Young might come back, so that pass rush could 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 even get better. Uh, they they if their Commanders get that running game going, they're going to be in really really good shape. Yeah, as, as you said it. The key to this game is whichever team, I think, and I, I agree with you, whichever team runs the football better, I think wins this game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, you know, I do too because, yeah, both teams are just built that way. Um, you know, that's like I said, it's, it's right around the time where Brian Robinson's come back, you know, and I think it's made a big difference because they really only had Antonio Gibson, and I think they've been able to um, use both backs there, and I think that's really kind of they've hit off each other and it, it seems like it, it's really worked. The offensive line's getting a little bit better too, which is which is helped build some of those running lanes. So yeah, absolutely. You know, both both teams want to run the football. Both teams, yeah. Both teams' quarterbacks, you know, aren't great, and they will make mistakes. And yeah, you, you know, like we saw a couple of weeks ago, you know, when the Giants played the Lions, you know, they got the Giants got from behind early, and Daniel Jones, you know, had a couple of bad interceptions. You know, the Lions got pressure on him. It just it, you know, that's not the way the Giants want to play. So. You know, I could see Washington do the same type of thing. If they can get up early, they can get
1: up and get some pressure on Daniel Jones, especially if Chase Young comes back this week. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And for the Giants, this is I think this is a game. If they're gonna make the playoffs, I think this is a game the Giants need to win because it's against the commanders. And if you look at their schedule moving forward, they got the Eagles next week at home. They got at the Commanders, at the Vikings, the Colts. That's that's one they should win. And then they got at the Eagles. I think this is the game that the Giants have to win. I mean, these two commanders games are crucial. If they win both, I definitely think they make the playoffs. Uh, but I think this is one they're going to need. I think the, the game at home against the the game at home on Sunday. This is definitely a game the Giants are going to need if they want to make the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. The yeah, Eagles next week, is, it's going to be a tough one at home. I think it is possible, but, you know, you would like to kind of get this one, get some momentum going. But, yeah, I think I think. It'd be tough to beat Minnesota, but I think Minnesota—they've gotten lucky a lot. Like if, you know, I think the Giants could hang in there and they could find a way to kind of break some of the Vikings' luck. I think they can go out there and win, go to Minnesota and and yeah, Indy should be a win at home. So, but yeah, this this is a big one to you know get the in four and yeah with the Eagles coming up twice soon. You know, you you still got the Commanders on the road, which can be another tough one. Yeah, it's not an easy schedule here coming up. So yeah, this would be a huge one at home to take advantage of you know, tough division, find a way winning at home.
1: Um, Going to go a long way to the playoff hopes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if you look at where the Giants are right and right now, they got the number 60, but the commanders are right behind them. And they got two games with them. And the other team that's close to them is Seattle. And we're lucky that Oakland won that game or they would have been ahead of us. But yeah, but you look at Seattle, they're six and five and they beat us too. So they have the tiebreaker there. So these next two games, crucial, then two of the next three games crucial for the Giants.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely are. You know, you got to find a way to win one of these, you know, these division games, especially at home, you know, because, um, again, you lose this week, it's very possibly you go 3 at home in the, the division and, you know, maybe possibly 0-6. And, yeah, that that's that's going to, you know, they, they got no shot at making the playoffs. So, yeah, you got to try to hopefully be Washington at home this week, at least get, you know, hopefully coming out of this two-game homestand, you at least go 1-1 somehow.
1: Absolutely. Yeah they, yeah, they got it. They they absolutely have to split with with the Eagles and the Commanders. But we have to move on to a, uh, to, the, to a rematch of the AFC Championship game last year as the Chiefs travel to Cincinnati on Sunday afternoon to face the Bengals. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a... I think it's going to be not as many points, but I think it's going to be similar to the first game they played last year in Cincinnati. The game they played at the end of the year last year where they're both teams... Where it's up and down the field, uh, both quarterbacks have great games. I think I think this, that, that's the game it's going to be. Both quarterbacks are going to play great. Both quarterbacks are going to throw at least two touchdown passes. It's going to come right down to the end. But I think it's going to be it's going to come down to the end with the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands. And he and he and he engineers a game winning drive, and he gets the Chiefs to ten and two. And that's why I got the Chiefs beating the Bengals thirty to twenty seven. But Justin, can the Bengals continue to have Mahomes and the Chiefs' number?
2: I think they do finally, they, they uh, knock off moments again. I got the Bengals 31 to 27. Um, Now I think Burrow, they may get Jamar Chase back this week. And the way T. Higgins has been playing, those are two tough guys to stop right now. You might even get Joe Mixon back there in in the running game, which, you know, that, that will help out. Um, You know, Casey's going to, Casey's going to send blitzes at him. You know, Joe Burrow is going to need time. He's going to have to make smart decisions. And I think one thing too is Kansas City's been racking up a lot of yards lately, but they've been settling for a lot of field goals. A lot, you know, um, they did last week, you know, against a Ram, good Rams defense. Um, but I, I think the Bengals kind of take advantage of that and they punch it in for a couple more touchdowns, and you know, the Chiefs settle for a field goal or two. And I think that's why the, the uh, Bengals find a way at home to beat the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, you made a good point about the Chiefs settling for a lot of field goals. And uh, they definitely have to convert convert in this game. They can't settle for field goals like they did against the Rams. They got they got to score touchdowns in this game. And I think a big addition for the Rams was DJ Reader last week. I think that really, really helped them against the run. They pretty much shut down Derrick Henry that entire game. But, yeah, the Chiefs definitely have to cash in on red zone opportunities. They got to score touchdowns when they get in the red zone. Because if they don't, they're going to get beat for the third straight time.
2: Yeah, they will. You know, they, they got an offense that can kind of match them um and be able to kind of put up points with them you know um whenever they need to so yeah absolutely you know it's you know it, it's a game where yeah you, you can't take um you know you're, you're you're gonna um you're gonna lose the game but you can't find a way to punch it in and you know the Bengals are good enough that defense yeah is starting to get a little bit better yeah they did a great job last week in derrick henry um you know if they can make mahomes kind of one-dimensional make them throw and just try to contain them and you know try to stop them for you know, trying to extend plays like you can, yeah. The Bengals have a, a good shot of winning another one against Kansas City.
1: We got an interesting game in Houston as the as Deshaun Watson makes his return as the Browns face the Texans this week and. You know, uh, we haven't heard from Deshaun Watson yet this week. We haven't heard from Kevin Stefanski yet this week about about uh, you know, what has happened in this process, what has happened during the suspension. But we'll focus on the game. And uh in this game, I think that I think Houston's pumped up to play it because you know Watson's coming back to play them. He Deshaun won out of Houston. So I think in the first half, Houston will stay in the game. But in the second half, I think Cleveland takes over because they're definitely the most more talented team. And I think they end up winning at twenty-seven to thirteen. But Justin can the Texans pull the upset in Watson's return?
2: Yeah, I don't see it. I got the te- uh, the Browns win this one 26 to 17. Um, you know, Texans last week had 35 yards offense in the first half and they were down 30 nothing. They faced Dolphins backups, they found a way to put up a couple scores in the second half. I know the Browns defense isn't great either, but Kyle Allen's not great. I know Mills was struggling, they don't have an answer quarterback. I think you know they can run the football with Damian Pierce, they did not, they weren't able to do that at all last week to run. If they can do a little bit of that, they can go off play action. Maybe they keep this thing closer a bit. I do see them playing hard for a bit because, yeah, as you mentioned, with Watson coming back. But they're, they're not they, – they don't they're have the talent right now. And I just think, you know, a little bit they're just going through the motions. I think, you know, it's tough to, you know, continually get beat down like
1: the Habs. And I think the Browns find a way to win this one. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And And listen, I think the NFL did a good job burying this game. So you know this this isn't as big of this isn't as big of a story him returning to the field because in my opinion I don't think he should be playing this year. for what some of the stuff he did for acute that he was accused of doing there's no way he should be playing this year. So I think the NFL did a good job kind of just burying this game, not making this game such a huge deal because in my opinion I don't think Deshaun Watson should be playing this year.
2: No, I'm 100% agree with you. He, he shouldn't. Yeah, with everything he's been accused of, it just, you know, um it's just yeah, it's something he should have probably been suspended for the whole year for. Um, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting, that atmosphere going back and, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, the NFL, yeah, there's been no no talk about this game really. And it's, and it's good. It'll, it'll be kind of interesting after, um, what kind of goes on there, you know, what's said in that stadium Sunday and how, you know, everything reacts to it. But, um, yeah, the NFL buried it, but yeah,
1: he should have been suspended for a whole season. Absolutely. 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 So we have an interesting matchup in Philadelphia as the Titans travel to Philly to face the Eagles and I think this is going to be a good game. I think I think that Derrick Henry will have a bounce back game on the ground. I think he'll be able to run the ball well. I do think Jalen Hurts has a pretty good game. Look for AJ Brown to have a pretty big game against his former team. And I think this is, a, this, is a, this is a close competitive game, but I think the difference is going to be the Eagles are going to score touchdowns, the Titans are going to get field goals and that's why I got the Eagles going to I, the Eagles. I got the Eagles going to eleven and two, and or ten and two. I get the Eagles going to ten and two, and beating the Titans uh, twenty four to nineteen. But Justin, can Derrick Henry run the Titans to an upset win?
2: I think it's very possibly could. I got the Eagles though, twenty four to twenty one. I do. I am a little bit worried about the Eagles defense. They didn't look great again last week. You know, uh, Packers were able to have a lot of a lot of success running the football against them. Um, it's something they got to clean up right now. But, um, you know, because I think Packers average about five yards to carry on Sunday night. But I think Derrick Henry does have a big game. I don't think they're able to keep up with the Eagles, though. And, yeah, I you know, I, I think A.J. Brown. I think the Titans struggle with the physicality of, of um you know, A.J. Brown this week. And um, I, I think the Eagles find a way at home to win this one
1: 24 to 21. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think this is a good game. I think the Eagles pull it out. We got another interconference matchup in Minnesota as the Jets travel to Minnesota to face the Vikings and I think this is a close competitive game. I think the Jets have success running the football this week. I do think Mike White has another pretty good game, but I do think that uh, Kirk Cousins and that Vikings offense, they put up some points and they benefit from a Mike White turnover and that's why I got the Vikings go uh keeping the number 2 seed in the NFC. I got, I got them going 2-10 and 2 beating the Jets uh 24 to 20. But Justin, can Mike White win his second straight start as Jets quarterback?
2: I think he does. i got the Jets 27-23. to Um, as I mentioned, when we we're talking about the Patriots, I just there's been a lot of luck with the Vikings this year. You you know, they got absolutely housed by the by the um Cowboys a couple weeks ago. Mike White looked pretty good throwing, you know, in a monsoon on Sunday afternoon. I think uh, you know, Elijah Moore really got going. Garrett Wilson had a big day. I think those two could kind of you know take apart that, that, um, Viking secondary. They, you know, they run the ball a little bit better this week. You know, I think, you know, um, I think Mike white makes enough plays and I'll trust that Jets defense more than I trust the Vikings defense to get a stop late in the game. I'll take the jets to go on the road. I think that that's a different team with, um,
1: Mike white behind them. Yeah, I do agree. I think Mike White played really, really well last week. Even though it was against the worst defense in the NFL, he played really, really well last week. And the big question is: is should the Jets start Mike White for the rest of the year? For the rest of the year, and I, I, I think I think they should. I, I think the Jets should should start Mike White for the rest of the year. I don't think you should go back to Zach Wilson at this point. I think if, you, if things are going well, things went well last week when Mike White has started, and I think he, right now he's clearly the better quarterback than Zach Wilson. And I think you definitely stick with Mike White and see if he can get you to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I, I think you put Zach Wilson in there. Maybe they make the playoffs, maybe, you know, but they're not going anywhere. Maybe with Mike White, I think with Mike White, they're, I think they could definitely be a playoff team. Maybe he can win you a game or, game or two, maybe. Um. But yeah, I think right now Mike White's the better starting quarterback. Um. That team just looked a lot different, you know, you know as we mentioned. I don't, don't, doesn't seem like Wilson's really getting the offense. You know, there are just some throws that he hasn't made and, I think it's something where, yeah, the Jets have to stick with him. Even though Sal Monday was kind of talking like it's uncertain still. You know, it's kind of up in the air. So maybe upstairs in the front office want Zach Wilson still. But it is odd that, you know, he was kind of talking after the way Mike Mike White played in that rain that there's still a little bit. He's kind of talking like the door wasn't shut on Zach Wilson yet, like coming back this year. Yeah,
1: and it should be shut. I mean, for what he said... I mean, how how you're going to lose your locker room. If you bring back mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, you got to keep Mike white in there for better or for worse this year. You got to keep Mike white, Mike white in there. You can't, you, you he's gotta be, he's gotta be your guy going forward. There, there, there's, there's no way you can't.
2: Yeah, a- absolutely. You have to, you know, there did against I done a pretty good job this year, but yeah, that, that will destroy that locker room. If you put Zach Wilson in there again, he was inactive. He wasn't even the number two. They put Joe Flacco above Zach Wilson on Jeff Tart last week. So, yeah, you know, I, I just right now, you you, you got to just sit Wilson and you got to let Mike White ride this thing out and, and let him play the rest of the year because that's the best thing for this team right now.
1: Absolutely. And you're in a playoff race and you got to, you got to, you got to, you can't just sacrifice, you can't punt on this season for your future. You got to play, you got to, you got to try to win it this year. And I think the best chance is starting Mike White.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And again, in like a city like in New York too, it you are going to get criticized. All day long, if if you put Zach Wilson back in there over Mike White, and you know things just in this season absolutely collapses. So yeah, and in a city like New York, you can't be making mistakes like that. And you you gotta Mike White's gotta be the starting quarterback till you know unless if he you know, unless something happens to
1: him, you, you gotta just ride him. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we have an NFC North matchup in Chicago as the Bears take on the Packers. I mean, I don't think this is gonna be much of a game. I don't care who starts a quarterback for the Packers. I think they win it by double digits. I think they run the ball well against the Bears. I think, I think they I think either Rodgers or Love throws a couple touchdown passes and they force a turnover from Simeon. I got the Packers win at 24 to 13. But the big question is is should the Packers sit Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, I I think they should. Um I went back and forth on it but I think, you know, you're on the brink of elimination. I don't see them making it. I don't I don't think they go the way they played, I don't see him going on a run. I you know, at Miami would be tough. I know this still got to buy and the Vikings at home will be a tough one. I think you see what Jordan Love has. I know you signed kind of Rodgers here for the long term and I they're not for but for the next couple of years. But Jordan Love looked like he could hold his own Sunday night. You know, I thought he looked a lot better than he did last year. You know, when it, you know his first couple of years or his rookie year in the league. So I, I think you got to stick with Jordan Love, especially right now. If Rodgers, you know, you, you have it for the next couple of years, and you know, maybe you know you don't think Love's going to be a long term option right now. You know, with Rodgers, if he if Love's got to wait around another couple of years. So I, I think you know. This could even be a showcase for Jordan Love to see if there's some trade interest, you know, for him. Again, like a team like the Jets, you know, could that be a long-term option for them? I don't, you know, or somebody like the Texans. If if their first round, if their first-round pick, you know, what they're probably going to get, you know, maybe they want a Will Anderson or something, and maybe they like Jordan Love to be their franchise quarterback. I think you got to let them out there and um, kind of showcase them. I
1: just right now, why risk getting anything with, with Rodgers when you have him for the next couple years? Yeah, I completely agree. And yeah, you're stuck with Rogers. You're stuck with Rogers for at least the next two to three years. You saw that contract. The Packers, you know, try to cut them. They'll be it'll be sixty eight million in dead cap. That'll be the biggest dead cap hit. That'll make the Matt Ryan dead cap hit look, look look small compared to what 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 this one would look. So yeah, you you have to you're gonna stick with Rodgers. So I would just play love to see. Yeah, see if you can get trade interest, see if he gets value for Jordan Love. It was a terrible pick. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you never you should they should never made that pick in the first place. So let's yeah see if you can get see if you can get some trade interest for for Jordan Love and that's why I would play him the last five games of the season.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's kind of the route the Packers should go. We'll see if they do it or not. I know Rodgers wants to play and I, I I get it, you know, all those guys want to play when they can, but yeah, I just I think this is it, it, this has been kind of you can kind of, you know, wrap this up as kind of just a lost year for him and, you know, like like the Rams like just get healthy, don't risk anything for next year again. They got it do some work this off season, but a, a, again, you know, just get, I would say just get ready for next season,
1: you know, start, start tuning up for then. Yeah. It's been a lost year ever really since he broke his thumb against the giants. The season has went completely downhill. I don't know if they would have been great anyways, but I think they would have been better if he was healthy, but still at this point, I think you, you can, compl- it looks like he's going to play, but in my opinion, you got to shut him down.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree. The only reason maybe they don't is if is maybe worried about keeping his job, me, I don't, I I don't think, know what his I, draft I, security I, I is. Think I
1: think he's fine. I think LaFleur is safe. I think he's safe.
2: Yeah, then I would probably go love them. That's the only reason maybe I see LaFour trying to get a couple wins getting, you know, for next year. But yeah, if, if, you know, if he's safe right now, then yeah, I would I'd definitely just
1: stick with love and just let him, let him play this thing out. We got an AFC matchup in Baltimore as the Broncos take on the Ravens. And I don't think this game is going to be that close. This will be a game where the Ravens don't need to close it out in the fourth quarter. I think the Ravens will have it in hand by the third quarter. I think this will be a blowout. I think they'll be able to run the I mean they'll be able to run the football. I think Lamar throws a couple touchdown passes. And I do think they force a couple turnovers from Russell Wilson. That team has been a complete disaster this season. Nathaniel Hackett is probably going to get fired after one year. And that's why I got the Ravens beating the Broncos 27 to 10. But Justin. Is there any way the Ravens could blow a double digit lead in the fourth quarter this week?
2: I don't I don't think so. <laughs> it would be pretty difficult the way that that um that team's playing right now. And I was reading all, you know Wilson's contract. You know what his dead cap would be in in like 2024?
1: It's like 85 million. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's
2: like a corno uh, on sports track. Oh they my do, like, god. The that's they're stuck they with everything.
1: they're stuck with them. They're stuck with this guy. Yeah. They're stuck with a declining quarterback.
2: Yep. Yeah, and uh, it just doesn't seem like that team wants to play for him. It just, you know... Oh, You, 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 you saw Purcell go over there yeah. and yell at him, yeah. Yeah, he you know, was like, oh yeah, we're on the same page. I'm like, that didn't really look like you two were on the same page, but all right, well, it just, I just think the way he goes about things, I don't think a lot of guys... I think it takes him getting used to, and I think the way he's played, it's not really helping himself. And yeah, I just, I, I can't see, I know for how bad the Ravens have been, I can't see this offense moving the ball against that defense. Really, I, I really can't.
1: I just, just none of them really look like they're on really the same page at all. Oh no, no, no! It's 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 an absolute mess, and it's a combination of both. It's not all on, it's not all on mm-hmm. Hackett. It's not all on Wilson. It's a combination of both. And it's just been an absolute disaster. It's been awful. It's been the opposite of what Tom Brady was when we went to the Bucks. Tom Brady year one, he wins a Super Bowl, uh, and, and then the Patriots are like a five hundred team. This year for the this year this this year the Seahawks are better than everybody anybody expects. Geno Smith plays great, and then Russell Wilson is absolutely terrible in Denver.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seattle's just, they they looked like absolute geniuses, and they're going to land themselves probably very very likely could get another t- you know top ten pick out of this. So yeah, they, yeah, they, they,
1: they get a top five pick. They can get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson out of this.
2: Yeah, and then, then, yeah, they can get they can replace uh, Bradley Chubb pretty quickly with getting one of those two guys. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, the 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 Seahawks look like absolute geniuses right now. Um, and yeah, that's it's gonna be tough. It's yeah for the Broncos. It just has not been their year. Hackett, yeah, Hackett hasn't been great either. The man's been but yeah, Russell really hasn't helped himself either. So, yeah, it's again the Broncos. It's been a long year, and again they might. I would say the only other franchise right now that's in more disarray than they are
1: is probably the Texans right now. Absolutely. And then those two teams could get the number one and the number two pick. Yeah. The Texans are a disaster, but yeah, the Broncos, I mean, you all thought, you know, getting Russell Wilson, I did, I thought, you know, they'd be a playoff team, maybe even a Super Bowl contender. They are far from that right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. I was there with you. I thought, you know, they were a team that could make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, with all the kind of the young weapons, I thought Wilson was going to help them out and you were really going to see those guys kind of flourish this year, but yeah, it's just, it's been the complete opposite. It's been bad. And yeah, it's again, it's a long, you know, with that contract, it's a it's Denver's in some trouble here for the next couple of years. And you know, the team that yeah, we thought was kind of they found their quarterback here and cause they really haven't since Manny retired. And even Peyton's last year, he was not the same guy.
1: Uh, yeah, not at all, not at all, not at all. So we got a matchup in Atlanta as the four and seven Steelers face the five and seven Falcons. I think this is a close competitive game. It goes down to the end. I do think that Atlanta runs the ball pretty well. I do think Pittsburgh. Uh, runs the ball well too i don't think i think pickett has a pretty pickett has a pretty good game but i guess it's going to come down to the end where either pickett uh has a turnover or Mariota drives him down the field for a game-winning field goal the falcons only lost once at home this year i think that continues on sunday and that's why i got the falcons beating the steelers 23 to 20 but justin can kenny pickett get the steelers can kenny pickett win two in a row for the steelers
2: I think he does. I think they won this game, twenty-three to sixteen, on the road. I just look at the Steelers' schedule lately. They just played, you know, they played a Colts, who's a pretty good defense. They played the Bengals, whose defense is solid. You know, Saints are upper half as well defensively. Eagles, like they've played a lot of good defense the last couple weeks. This is probably one of the easier defenses, you know, playing against the Falcons week than they that they've faced all year. And I think Pickett continues that confidence. I think you know, even Najee here doesn't play this week. You know, Benny Snell. I think could have a decent game on the ground. I think George Pickens continues to have, um, you know, success. They're playing in the dome again this week. I'll, I'll take the Steelers again. That team's getting a little bit better each week. I'm not surprised with with Mike Tomlin. I'll take the Steelers to find a way to go on
1: the road yet again and, um, you know, um, you know, win a second straight. We got a battle of four and seven teams in Detroit as the Jaguars face the Lions, uh, and I think this is a close competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is I don't think ETN, even if he plays, is going to be 100%. And that's going to force Lawrence to turn the ball over. I do think Goff makes th- throws a couple touchdowns to uh, Amaran, Amaran St. Brown. And I do think the, the Lions get enough for a running game going. And I do think the Lions win a, win this one by a touchdown and get to five and second, seven. They're the more rested team. They've had 10 days off. I get the Lions beating the Jags 27-20. to 20. But, Justin, can Lawrence lead the Jags to their fifth win of the year?
2: I think he does. I got the Jacks 20 to 24. And I thought, listen, him after that game, like even then they've won some of the games, he's kind of sounded dejected and kind of, you know, like, you know, a little bit upset, but I thought after this win, it, you know, he seemed pretty peppy, peppy. Like, it, it kind of seems like the confidence is there now with them again, having that game winning drive. Um, I think did a lot of confidence coming off a of buy. I think they, they look pretty good coming off of it. You know, I think, you know, Doug Peterson, better coach than Matt Campbell. I think, you know, Going back in a dome, you know, for Jacksonville this week, I think Jacksonville finds a way to get a couple more stops than the um the, than the lines do. I got the Jaguars going the road twenty twenty four 24
1: again to win. Got a big matchup at Santa Clara as the 8-3 and three Dolphins face the 7-4 49ers. And I think this is a close – this is another close competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is going to be – I think the loss of Tyron Armstead not playing is going to hurt because I think the Niners are going to get pressure on Tua – and that's going to force them to kick field goals once they get into the red zone or force two to turn the ball over. I think it's close and competitive at the end, but I do, I do think two, the Niners defense makes that big stop and proves why they are the best defense in football. And that's why I get the Niners going to eight and four winning their fifth in a row. I get them beating the Dolphins 27 to 19. But Justin can't Tua stay hot and leave the Dolphins to their sixth straight win.
2: I don't think they do. I get the Niners 24 to 17. It's the teacher versus the mentor. So you know what Channing going to, you know, Um, their Channing knows what McDaniel wants to run here. And I feel like for the Dolphins too, the last couple, of, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Dolphins. Their offense has been electric, but they played the
1: Lions, the Bears, the Browns and Texans last couple of weeks. Those might be this, four of the worst defenses in football. Those yeah. Might be the four worst defenses in football.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and look at the last time they played a decent defense in the Steelers. They only got 16 points. You you know this is probably the best pass rush they're going to face that they've faced all year too, um, and they're without of, their
1: best by far their best offensive lineman too.
2: Yeah, yeah. As you mentioned with our Armstead, I, I think with the way the Niners have been playing, I think two weeks has a rough game, and I think the Niners find a way at home twenty four to seventeen. I think this could be one of, you know one of the you know worst offense performance by the Dolphins you know this year. I just think um, they they look great all year offensively, but yeah, this is just I think this Niners team is. It's a lot different from the Texans.
1: Yeah, this this something's gotta give on Sunday. You got the number one defense, arguably the number one offense against the number one defense. So, so something has got to give on Sunday. And I, I I think maybe if the game was in Miami, I would take the Dolphins. But I think with it being in Santa Clara and with Armstead being out, I, I gotta take the Niners.
2: Yeah, I, I'm completely with you. I know the Niners didn't look great against the Saints on Sunday, but yeah, I, I expect them to, to play much better this week. Yeah, you know, if it was in Miami, yeah, maybe I'm you know, it, definitely thinking a little bit more taking the dolphins. But um yeah, I think, you know, Jimmy G managed the game well. Both defense they're, you know, the Niners defense versus that Miami offense is gonna be fun to watch. But damn, Miami, I just think it's gonna be one dimensional too, cause they really haven't had much of a running game. And the Niners don't give up any rushing yards at all. And I just think that's gonna hurt to it as well, because it's those passers are gonna be able to come after them because they're not I don't think the
1: Niners are really going to respect the running game very much. Oh, uh, uh, no, 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 no. They're, they're not going to Miami can't run the football. So, yeah, it's pretty much going to be. They'll probably just even like allow Miami to run the ball. And I think they're going to have trouble doing it. And I think definitely they're going to get pressure on, too. I mean, I think they'll move the ball with Hill and Waddle. I think they'll get their yards, but I don't think they're going to get a lot of touchdowns. That's why I got the Niners winning the game. But we got a NFC West matchup in LA as the Seahawks travel to LA to face the Rams. And with all the Rams injuries, I mean, it doesn't look like Aaron Donald's going to play. Obviously, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford are out. This Rams team is depleted. That's why I think Seattle wins this game and they win it big. I think it's a big day for Kenneth Walker in the ground. I think, you know, there a couple of touchdown passes. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season when we were talking about these two teams that the Seahawks would be a seven and a half point favorite, more than a touchdown favorite mm. on the road against the Rams? Yeah. So <laughs>
2: do you know what this game originally like opened at? Like, yeah, you know, when yeah. the Lions first no, came out? No, no. 10 and a half ramps. So it's
1: wow. So it's a 17 17. point swing, 17 point swing. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. That's why I got the Seahawks winning this one big. I got them winning at 28 to 10, but Justin, can the Rams get a win at home against their division rival?
2: I think the Seahawks knock them off 21 to 10. Um, As you mentioned, there's just way too many injuries. I just, you know, the way, you know, the way the Raiders moved the um, ball in their running game last week, I think. We could do that a little bit. You know, Perkins is a pretty good runner. You know, maybe doing some option stuff with him, Kyron Williams, Cam Akers. Maybe they have some success around the football, but I don't think it's a lot. And I just, you know, I think Seattle just finds a way to put up a, enough touchdowns in this game. Um, I just, how much fight do the Rams have left? They just, there's just no depth right now. And guess that's what happened when you, you they sold their soda win the Super Bowl, they got it. And they're kind of paying the price for giving up everything, you know, all those graphics and all their debt for that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that philosophy less need has has mm-hmm. came back to bite him this year, but we got a, we got an AFC West matchup in Vegas as the chargers travel to Vegas to face the Raiders. The Raiders have won two in a row. I think this is a really close competitive game, but I, and, and, but, but I think that the, the, with Jacobs not being hundred percent, I think that's going to hurt the Raiders a little bit. I know they'll still be able to run the ball because the chargers can't stop the run at all. But I do think that forces maybe a turnover from Derek Carr. And I think it comes right down to the end. And I think for the second week in a row, Justin Herbert makes that huge drive to to help the Chargers win the game. And I got the Chargers beating the Raiders 27 to 24. But Justin, can the Raiders get revenge from what ha- from what happened in week one?
2: I think they do. I got the Raiders 27 to 21. Um they're clicking it. I don't know why it took Josh McDaniel so long to use josh jacobs they probably wouldn't be four and seven at the moment um you know last time a week one jacobs only had 10 carries i i just i don't never really understood the game plan there for mcdaniel's week one you know and Carr had three three interceptions that game as well um you know i, I see the raiders being much more balanced in this one you know even yeah as you mentioned if jacobs isn't even 100 healthy um I think the Raiders find a way still to move the football. I think Carr plays well enough. I think Devontae Adams makes a couple of big plays, and I just don't trust the Chargers. They got lucky to beat Arizona last week. I'll I'll take the Raiders right now. Like they're you know the team that seems like they're fighting right now. Uh, I'll take them you know
1: opposed to a Chargers team, which I have no idea what I'm going to get out of them week in and week out. We got the Sunday night game between the Colts and the Cowboys. And I think the Cowboys win this one and win it easily. I think they forced some turnovers from Matt Ryan. I think Dak throws a couple touchdown passes. And I got the Cowboys going to 9-3 and, and beating the Colts 27-9. Uh, to nine. But, Justin, can the Colts get back on track from what happened last week?
2: I don't think so. I, I think this is a dead team walk. And I got the Cowboys 20-13. to 13. Yeah, they should be able to do whatever they want. Just, sat, just Saturday. mismanaged that game pretty badly on Monday night. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I see Micah Parsons just absolutely having a field day. Cause a guy like Matt Ryan, who's going to have to sit that back there in the pocket and, you know, cause they're going to fall behind early. Yeah. Maybe the Colts defense keeps them in it early, you know, but I, I, but I see Pollard and Elliot doing whatever they want on the ground for the most part. And I just see the, the way the Cowboys want to play, just run, kind of run the football. You know, Dak will make, make the throws when he has to, and um,
1: I think the Cowboys won easily. All righty, we got the Monday night game between the Saints and the Bucks. I mean, two te- two teams that are in the race, but two teams that haven't played well. Neither team has played well all year. They were two of the NFL's top teams for a while, but for, for like a, two, a couple of years ago, they're probably two of the best teams in the NFC. But not not this year. I think it's a close, competitive game, and I know the the Saints have had Brady's number, but I just don't think Andy Dalton and that Saints offense is good enough to win on Monday night in Tampa. That's why I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback, and that's why I'm taking the Bucks to go to six and six and to beat the Saints twenty three to sixteen. But Justin, can uh, can the Saints continue to give Tom Brady and the Bucs trouble?
2: I think the Saints. I mean, the Bucs find a way this week. I got the Buccaneers twenty three to seventeen. You know, the Saints. I just you know I could see them playing well defensively. I think they will. I just again the offense. They had what three trips in the red zone Sunday. They got zero points out of it. I right now I just I don't trust the quarterback spot. Um I you know Brady if Brady and Mike Evans have been off all year. At some point I have to imagine that Brady and him get on the same page. You know I was a little bit surprised. I thought the Bucks offense was played better last week. I, I you know usually coming off a bye, that's when Brady's really gets in the groove and, and really starts to play well. But I think the Bucks this week do bounce back. And I just, right now, the Saints, with all the turnover problems they've had, I think they hand the Bucks a couple of easy drives and
1: they take advantage of it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So it should be an interesting game uh, within this NFC South battle on Monday night. But that's going to wrap up this episode on Sports Talk with r But we'll be back in about five minutes, back in about five minutes, talking about the college football rankings, the championship Saturday, the World Cup, and... The Astro just getting another great player. So make sure you tune. So make so sorry about that. So make sure you're able to tune in for that. And we'll see you in about uh, five minutes.
0: Jones,
1: first down. Wide open it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is available is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it So he taps it in on the glass! How about that?
2: Porter Morger, I think right now, is the best coach of college
0: basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the
1: pole, and it is gone! They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, They're even close to the best organization in baseball.
2: They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for
0: a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Drawing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichman. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrestmedia.com.